0: This podcast is about the topic of self identity, self image, and also the concept of uh, who you are, I guess, as a person, as an individual. So, many of you are aware that obviously, as we're growing up and we've, um, you know, since our toddler age, maturing into, I guess, the younger ages of our childhood, we have lots of influences around us telling us who we should be, who we are. Uh, This comes from your parents, grandparents. It comes from the culture, the traditions that you are surrounded by. It can also be the people that have an impact in your life, the community. This can also be impacted by the media. And I'll come on to that topic later on. As you are growing up, um, going into your teens, obviously you're facing puberty, your body changes. Your whole concept of who you are changes yet again. Obviously we go through various stages of that particular aspect of uh, who we are and what am I here to do, purpose. And that whole aspect of fashion and how we dress, how we present ourselves to ourselves in the mirror, as well as people outside of that community changes as well. Now fashion is quite an important thing because obviously if you look back through certain generations, those particular aspects have changed and they recognize and symbolize who we are, but they also uh, reiterate how we should be as well, which is quite important. So I was born in 78, I'm an 80s child, early 80s child, and I've seen the 90s and obviously the 20s, and now we're in 2020. And through those phases of my life, I've seen generations change with, with what was in fashion, whether it was following a punk group, a rock group, whether it was looking at what was the latest fashion in Nike or Calvin Klein, whatever it was that you seem to to follow, people changed their self-image and their perception based on the things that we were represented by the media, by the press, by institutions, should I say, like Cosmopolitan and Vogue. And obviously, over the years, that aspect of self-image has changed yet again. So... You know, you are presented with nowadays lots and lots of people trying their hardest to be accepted within society because some individuals are tired of seeing models that are almost thin to the point where they're anorexic looking. And then to the other extreme, years back, I can remember Sophie Dahl, Roald Dahl's uh, granddaughter, being quite the pioneer and being accepted as like, I guess, a plus size model. And in many many cases there are situations like that okay there's been incidences where mannequins have been told you know by companies that they don't represent the real woman real man of the street real ethnicity either look look at yourself look at mannequins that you see and ask yourself does this represent me does this body image of the mannequin represent me does this style Does the shape of the mannequin represent me? But the answer is probably going to be no. A majority of us will have those types of aspects and concepts of um, society in our mind. And these things, like I said, shape us as well. They have an impact on our aspect or our understanding of self-image. And then on the other extreme, through the media... Okay, you've got other aspects of self-image as well about how we should look. So, for example, the latest hairstyle, it could be the latest makeup trend. And this is applicable to both male and female, not just necessarily the females. Okay, because in 2020, you'll have seen there is quite a lot of change in how men are, I guess, guided and how they should look and how they should be presented. This whole aspect of self-image has You know increased because some people now are going on this whole bandwagon of doing plastic surgery and they are doing what they can to modify correct change who they are now sometimes those reasons are for genuine reasons it could be that they have been in an accident they've been in a fire uh, we've seen quite a lot of cases worldwide where, unfortunately, some people have been victim to acid attacks or various other incidences like that, where unfortunately they've been in real serious, you know, uh, situations where maybe their face has been disfigured. It could be that they've come from the war, you know, back to their country. Certain things have happened to that person's person's body, face, arms, whatever and some people have had to have quite a lot of skin graft done okay now as i said in those particular scenarios and these are my views you know you don't necessarily need to uh, agree with them i'm just you know presenting uh, options i guess opinions i guess on what i see and what i perceive but i am seeing a huge increase more and more in body dysmorphia and um, people basically not being able to understand who they are when they look back in the mirror. Some of that is, again, through this pressure from the public, from the media, telling you or basically inferring to you that you are not uh, good enough, you are not um, the right skin tone, the right look, you haven't got the right nose, for example, you haven't got the, the nice upper body, okay? Okay. And there is a whole culture at the moment where it seems to be mainly by celebrities, music stars, where they're doing the whole plastic surgery, whether it's butt implants, you know, you name it. There, isn't, there doesn't seem to be one particular aspect of um, that sort of side of things that's not gone, you know, gone missing. Over the number of years, I've seen friends myself go onto this whole bandwagon of having silicon lips, having lip fillers, having Botox done and saying to me why aren't you having it done and my whole concept is well actually I'm very thankful, I'm very blessed that the person I see in the mirror staring back at me, I'm quite happy with who she is and don't get me wrong it's taken me a long time a long time to get to that stage and to be able to accept myself for who I am Okay, We do go through situations in our life where, unfortunately, we are placed in positions where we don't like ourselves. And it takes a long time for us to accept who we are. Like I said to you, it starts in your teenage years, but it doesn't stop. Sometimes it continues right up until our adult stages as well. There are times when certain parts of us are not happy with what we see staring back in the mirror. And this is where some of the issues with body dysmorphia begin, and they don't end I've known people have surgeries uh, to you know, rectify parts of their body that they are not content with and some plastic surgeons not all, some plastic surgeons are quite happy just doing the chop chain chop chain, chop change and obviously they're making quite a lot of money on the side from it as well um, what is sad though is that a lot of these people are then not satisfied with that surgery they want more And they want more and they want more. To the point where I'm sure they don't even recognise who they are, again, in the mirror. And again, that comes back to this whole concept of self-image and this whole concept of who am I and why am I not happy with the person staring in front of me? You'll know lots and lots of famous cases, I'm sure, where certain people have gone to the complete extreme to have um, plastic surgery only to come out the other end and not be satisfied and not be fulfilled with what the result is and there are some plastic surgeons out there unfortunately who are not qualified who are not doing things correctly there are lots of people who have done plastic surgery or botox fillers or lip fillers on the side you know we know we know it happens and the after effect or the impact on that person is horrific you know where perhaps their jaw is out of line, um, the whole body dysmorphia becomes a completely different thing altogether. Okay, and they are then too embarrassed, too shy to even step outside their apartment because they realize they are not going to look as attractive as they wanted to be. Again, causing different anxiety issues and different uh, body dysmorphia aspects. What triggers me, I guess, and what concerns me is that because I work in education uh, and have done for, uh, you know, over 20 years is seeing the number of people that I see daily, you know, struggling with this concept of self and struggling with this, who am I? And they seem to just already have picked out the next new nose that they're going to have. They have picked out uh, who they want to look like, almost like morphing themselves into a celebrity or somebody of status and not actually accepting who they are, that they are beautiful themselves in their own unique way. And that comes down to, you know, self-love, self-image. It took me years and years and years to get to the point where I felt extremely comfortable with who I was. And trust me, I had my own battles with it. I had my own issues with it. And I think you still do as a human being, to be fair, because your body goes through different stages as you get older, your body changes. Sometimes you're gaining weight. Sometimes you're putting, taking weight off. Sometimes um, you're looking really lovely. Sometimes you're not. And people are not shy in telling you that either. You know they're not shy in putting you on the spot and making it clear that you don't fit into their vision or their ideal of beauty. But you know, and this is where a lot of people struggle. They struggle to be accepted, and they struggle to be wanted and loved. And before it can happen with other people, it's got to start with yourself. And I think that is the biggest mistake that people are making these days. They, nowadays, they seem to be on a very quick fix of, um, you know, let's go and get trimmed. Let's go and lose weight. Let's go and do this because I want people to accept me and love me for who I am. Famous celebrities, you know, Adele is a singer, for example, that was in the press recently where she had gone on this whole weight loss uh, surgery and I'm sure she's done it for certain reasons but the press was almost like pounding her you know to the point where oh my god look at this achievement look at this look at that well why, why didn't you accept her before why was she not beautiful before because she was and she still is but why have we got this whole image in our head planted in our head and it doesn't matter which culture you belong to which generation you belong to it seems to be this psychologist uh, aspect that we've had in our head. It's almost like a seed that's been planted in our minds that this is how we operate. This is beautiful and this is not. That's what it seems to be to me, clearly. And it's worrying, it's concerning because there are individuals out there extremely anxious. You're getting an increase, you know, as a, as a trained counselor, I'm seeing more and more people with aspects of. You know, bulimia, anorexia Pica nervosa is is a key one at the moment But now more and more It seems to be more about body dysmorphia And what I see in front of me Is this person is genuinely You know, when somebody's saying to me Oh, I'm really fat, I need to lose weight I need to uh, diet more I need to not eat And that person literally is skin and bones Okay, but the perception in their mind The perception in their head Whether they're male or female As I've said, it, it has changed dramatically now it's the whole concept is there and they perceive themselves as not being thin enough you know, not being beautiful enough they need to lose even more weight and this is where more and more issues then occur because they get to the point where they're doing lots of things like self-harming or having plastic surgery to the point where it is just brutal okay? and it's expensive plastic surgery, it's not a cheap option But when you're watching 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds in some countries, not all, some, having um, their nose, you know, realigned, having their brows, having their uh, eyebrows changed, whatever it seems to be, their chin, it always tends to be facial. But starting at that age is, is also, you know, and the parents approved the surgery, by the way, is saying a lot as well, isn't it? Okay? so there are issues out there and as i said to you there seems to be a huge increase in male dysmorphia as well and male self-image whether that is because nowadays it's acceptable you've got to have the six-pack you've got to have the guns so to speak the big arms the big biceps you've got to have the chiseled body there are lots and lots of pressure on men as well as as females about how they should look and how their self-image should be now it seems to be spiraling out of control You know, spiraling out of control. You have people... I think there was the famous guy who was called the um, Ken doll. And now he's gone from looking like Ken... And now he's phasing into a completely different assignment altogether. Which I'll let you research that yourselves. But this is what's happening to people. People are having all these particular surgeries... And they're not actually happy with what's within. So before they've even looked at surgery... Before they've even questioned it, you know, they're not happy with what they have inside their heart and inside their brain. And I'm wondering more and more whether we should be saying to, you know, uh, I guess these individuals that are doing treatment, should there be some sort of counselling for these individuals so that they're well aware of the before and after? Because there seems to be more and more anxiety issues arising Out of these issues that are meant to be I guess healing or fixing their so-called problems You know, you can keep throwing money at it You can keep throwing plastic surgery at these issues But is it actually dealing with the actual issue itself? No, it's not It's only escaping from it It's only evading it And this is something I guess that concerns me As we're in 2020 Because there seems to be this whole drive On, oh, you need It seems to be like a latest fashion thing Oh, you need butt implants to be successful or to look beautiful. You need lip fillers and look like a pouty fish. I'm sorry, some people do. I know you're going to disagree, but some people really do. Um, they're not happy with themselves. And when's it going to stop? When's this whole concept going to stop? You know, when are we going to accept our self-image? When are we going to love ourselves? And like I said to you, that, that is not easy. And to use a Clint Eastwood film phrase, you've got to love the good, the bad, the ugly within. And that means your scars. There are parts of my body that I was never happy with and parts that I was embarrassed by. And there's a lot of people that can relate to that. But you have to get to a concept as well where you think, okay, actually, I love that part of me. I accept that part of me. And I think that's where the whole uh, change happens in your mindset. So, you know, if you do have friends, if you do have people that you're aware of, people that you know, that are thinking, contemplating, maybe they've already done it, it's worth having a chat with them and it's worth perhaps you guiding them in the best way that you can because sometimes the decisions they make, although it's for them and we've got to respect what we we want for our loved ones, okay, and I'm not disputing that, but some people have got to the point where they've really, really abused the whole system of um, plastic surgery and various other injections and treatments that they can get. It starts with loving you. It starts with accepting you for who you are. And it starts with recognising that you are a beautiful individual. But you have to start with that analysis. You have to be the one, a bit like the Michael Jackson song, looking at yourself in the mirror And being happy and content with the person that's staring back at you. Because until you do that, nothing, no injection, no plastic surgery is going to be good enough. Okay? So I'm sure we'll have different topics like this again on similar topics, similar themes. Um, These are my thoughts on this right now, at this moment in time in 2020. And let me know your thoughts. Take care. Bye for now.